On January 17th was Clean Slate Advocacy Day at the New York State Capitol. There was a press conference, a rally, and meetings with lawmakers. Hudson Mohawk Magazine was there, and I bring you this reporting. every day walking around and you won't even know that they're formally incarcerated. But the moment that they put their name down on an application, it's a hindrance. It's a roadblock. Clean Slate is put into place to eliminate that roadblock, to give people these opportunities that we need. And I speak from personal experience. I'm formally incarcerated. I just came home in February. And the whole thing is, when I came out, I said to myself, I can do this. Yes, right. yes, yes you can. Go and say, you know what, I want to get my life back together. I want to do good. I want to help my communities. And I went out there. College degree, master's degree. And all I got was, sorry, we cannot help you. Oh, no. Tell them about it. It's not okay. It's not right. about it. It's terrible. It, it comes to a point where every time you want to do good, it matters not. When you want to succeed, it doesn't matter. That's not what it should be about. The society needs change. It needs to improve. Everything needs to be better. Not to go backwards, but to go forward. Every single time we talk about it, we talk about crime and victim impacts. Fine, we respect that. We understand the pain that people have gone through. But we need to move forward. It must be about new change. It must be about restorative justice. Not right. perpetual punishment. Yes, right, yes, yes. This should not yes. be a situation where I walk in and they're talking about something that happened 25, 35, 45 years ago. They should ask me what I am today. Right. And that's what it's all about. You know? So I hope these words have had an impact. And I tell the individuals who are up there in those rooms and that need to sign those papers, get out the pen, sign the dotted line. We need to make a difference. I'm speaking not just for myself, but for so many people. And even if you don't help me, help the future. All right, our next speaker, Senator Clear, please step up. because of my neighbors, family members, constituents who have all been incarcerated formally. We struggle with them. We support our family members. We send commissary. We visit them. They come home. We support them further. They have reformed. They have paid their price. They should be able to get jobs. They should be able to work. Many of them were already victimized by racism in the first place. Deprivation, inequities, disparities. It is doubly unfair to leave incarceration after paying that price and having to pay it all over again. And what they went through when they came out just to get right in society. We have to pass this bill. You know, Dr. King said, the time is always right to do what is right. This is the time to do what's right. Pass clean slate. And finally, I'll just say to you, I remember I hired my staff when I got elected and I got a notice from the Senate. And I opened it and it said, this is to inform you that you have someone on your staff who is formerly incarcerated. Did you know that? I said, yes, I did. 
Member Kellis, please step up. It is such a privilege to be with everyone here today. And I want you all to know that the whole state is here. The whole state is behind this piece of legislation. Upstate, give a shout. logical, honorable, equity-based. This is the right thing to do. Now, this bill will reduce recidivism. Why do we say that? Because right now, we are saying that if you've ever been incarcerated, you don't get access to health care. You don't get access to education. You don't get access to housing. You don't get access to benefits. And you don't get access to most jobs. We have many states in this country that have already passed this bill. That is an embarrassment. This is bipartisan. It has passed in Missouri. It has passed in Utah. It has passed in Texas. And we can't get it done here? That is not acceptable. We will get it done now. We are coming up to a time where we need people to work in this state more than ever. We need bus drivers, we need nurses, we need teachers. We are short in everything. So to think that this bill is only going to affect a small part of the population, you aren't paying attention. We have got to make sure that everyone has access to those jobs and that we work together. We are a family, we are a community. I have a very good friend of mine who is formerly incarcerated. He has been denied access to many jobs, but still pushes forward. He created a nonprofit to support raising our children, supporting youth development. I had a play three hours away from Albany, a community youth development play, SpongeBob the Musical. Talk about excitement, you know? It's fun, enthusiasm. He drove 23 kids all the way from Albany to Ithaca, New York, for the experience of joy for kids that do not have access because they come from marginalized populations. He takes them rock climbing, he takes them to theater, he takes them to things they wouldn't have access to. And we say we don't want this person to be part of our society? What are we saying? We need to pass Clean Slate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Assemblymember Burden. How many times has this been worked over? How many times has it been changed? How many times have there been concessions made? The education department, worried about children, all of those concessions have been made. I'm going to tell you one little story about why we need this. A couple of years ago in budget hearings with the Department of Corrections, I asked Commissioner Anucci, all right, what happens to the formerly incarcerated? Where do they go? And you know what he said? He said the vast majority go to homeless shelters. Homeless shelters. That is absolutely unacceptable. And when I asked him, well, what do you do about transitional housing? Oh, uh, well, we don't do anything about transitional housing. Nobody seems to do anything about transitional housing. And so, clean slate.
one of the major reasons for this is so they can get a place to live. How can you have a job if you don't have a place to live? You know, the governor made a centerpiece of her state of the state, housing. So let's provide housing to the formerly incarcerated. So let's, let's get this done now. Clean slate can't wait. Clean slate can't Hi everyone, I'm Assemblymember Linda Rosenthal. I represent the Upper West Side, parts of Hell's Kitchen. And I'm excited to say that I'm the new chair of housing. And that is, that is very important in this context as well. And the philosophy behind this is that you are not your worst mistake. If you spent your time in prison, then once you're out, you're out. It's no more what did you do. We can overcome our pasts. This is just about justice for people. You've completed your time. You've completed your parole. You have no more convictions. Okay, you're fine. You're like you and me. You're like the next person. They're just regular people and we need to give everyone a hand up. So I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to support this. So 2023, we're gonna do it. So, so we've talked about a lot of concepts and a lot of issues uh, related to Clean Slate. Yes, and I hope you've gotten the sense that there is a certain arc that is, t that is transpiring, that it doesn't just begin when a person is released. This is what's going on in the minds of incarcerated people while they're in prison. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. This really meant a lot to me personally and to the many lives of formerly incarcerated people who just want a second chance, who just want an opportunity to make our lives better and to make our communities better. Thank you so much. This has been Andrea Kungler from the Hudson Mohawk Magazine reporting from the Clean Slate Advocacy Day at the New York State Capitol.